What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, welcome back to Three Trouble Gamers. I'm here with Colin. This is episode 50. Holy crap, we're getting up there. Hey guys. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe 50 episodes. That's a lot. This is uh, yeah. starting to record it a couple days late. My power was out all weekend, so uh, we're doing it on a Monday and it releases tomorrow. But we'll go ahead and jump into it. Classic Call of Duty servers shut down for the Wii and DS. I can't believe Activision promised something they can't keep. I'm joking on that, <laughs> by the way, because that it was just... Uh, so that wasn't Activision. Activision still held up their end with the deal so far, but Nintendo just don't support those servers anymore or those right. systems. So Nintendo's fault is the reason why the Call of Duty servers won't work on the Wii and DS after... Call of Duty was like, oh yeah, we're going to bring it to the Nintendo systems. Like I said, uh, Activision done their part, but well, I guess technically Microsoft done their part on this, yeah. but it's just Nintendo don't have any support. Like we was mentioning, what last week about the Wii U, so they're not yeah. even really focused on those systems. So let alone something that's a generation before the Wii U. Right. I mean the Wii's. 17 years old now so i mean it's 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 sad to see but i mean it's about time you know it's time's eventually going to happen but uh yeah it says a number of classic call of duty games appear to have gone permanently offline on select nintendo platforms making it impossible for players to join up for multiplayer matches or engage in any online activity though most call of duty fans have moved on from these titles the fact that some of their most important features are now unavailable is not great news it says, specifically, all the Call of Duty games on Nintendo Wii and Nintendo DS systems have now gone offline, according to reports. Charlie Intel managed to get Activision to chime in on the issue, only to discover that the source of the problem is the discontinuation of the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection service on the Wii, DS, and DSi consoles. Call of Duty titles released on the reference platform used Wi-Fi connection service for their online features, and its sunsetting means that games' respective multiplayer components are now dead in the water. So, uh, yeah, so any Call of Duty games that were released on the Wii, DS, and DSi consoles will no longer work. And it's not just Call of Duty, it's any online game that you would play on those because it's Nintendo's side, not 
Activision, like Colin said. Yeah, so it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's sad to see that it comes to an end, but what? For the Wii and DS, there is only MW3 and Black Ops, wasn't there? If I'm not mistaken? I believe so. Those are two I only remember anyways. I didn't think they had It's only like two I've adventure. played one yeah. system. I mean, I played Black Ops 1 the most on the Wii, which the most I played that game was obviously in the 360, but I did play it on the Wii, and it was fun to be able to point it, you know, point the Wii remote and shoot and stuff. You know, it sounds complicated. It sounds like it wouldn't work real well, but it actually did work pretty decent, and it was really fun to play online against other people that way. Only one I remember seeing was you have an MW3 for the Wii, but like you said, we mainly just chose to play it on the 360 opposed to the Wii, so I knew it existed. Right. I just yeah. didn't play it. And let alone play it online in the first place, because I mean, shoot, I don't even think I had an like good internet to play online until the Xbox One era, <laughs> and that was questionable. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so even when I was playing online on the 360, it was still terrible internet. But with the Xbox One, that's when we was like, oh yeah, no, the internet just sucks now. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Frontier, Frontier. I don't know how they're still in business. But, I mean, Suddenlink's not much better anymore. But, uh, yeah, they I mean, they were they were in good time. I, I never played any Call of Duty on the DS. I've seen people play Modern Warfare 3, but I've never played it. I don't know how actually good it is. It seems like it'll be a little, be a little rough, especially <laughs> on the next. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, especially playing on two screens, I don't know how they... You know, manage that if the map was on the bottom, that'd be pretty cool to have the mini map the whole bottom screen. Yeah. But I don't know how they pulled it off. I'm really surprised Call of Duty even came to DS at all. Yeah, definitely. But I'm going to say at this point, it's for the, the DS had to crawl for the Switch to be able to walk and run with Call of Duty's on its system when they finally release. Yeah. But you think the DS was powerful enough to run Call of Duty? The Switch is. I mean, I know oh, yeah, the Call of Duties have definitely gone up in graphics and power, but, I mean, still. The Switch's biggest issue with it is going to be uh, download size. Download size and people's going to... I mean, you're not going to be able to run it at 60 frames natively. Right. Now, through the cloud, if you play a cloud version, yeah, you can run it at 60 frames, but if you run, if they have it natively like people are wanting them to, it's going to run 30 frames. Yeah, but it's also the same issue you run into with, like, the Fortnite situation. Because, I mean, once you hop onto the Fort, you know, if you're playing Fortnite on Switch and hop over to the Xbox 360, I personally can't tell the difference between I 60 can't frames and 30 Now, So, I mean... Now, if something happens and you're playing... Say, I, I was playing Black Ops 2 the other day on my handheld PC, and it's 60 frames per second. And I hooked it to my TV. After playing it, going from playing it on that same system, handheld, 60 frames, to the TV, 30 frames. Because for some reason, when I dock it to my TV, it runs 30 frames. But when I dock it to my monitor, it still runs 60. I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, I could tell a difference. It's not really a difference in the gameplay itself. It's controlling it. Like oh, yeah. the controller, like I couldn't aim as well 
Now, if I would have done it long enough to get used to it, yeah, I could have. But going from 60 frames, you know, you know how the sensitivity is kind of hard to adjust to anyway, especially in the older Call of Duties. And then that adds to it if you're going to 30 frames per second. I mean, I say you could tell a difference if, like, even if you went from doing that to hopping onto the Xbox and doing it, you'd be able to tell a difference at that point, too. I think it's just going from the same thing, like, pretty much back-to-back or almost instantaneously. Yeah, you're going to tell a difference. But if you turn off the system for a little bit, you're not going to be able to tell a difference, I don't think. No, but doing it back-to-back, yes. But, I mean, even playing Fortnite, like, I can get an easy 120 frames on my PC on Fortnite. But playing on Fortnite 120 frames, then going to my Switch... I mean, yeah, you can see the slowdown, but I can still control it fine. Like, it's not something I can't adjust to. I don't mind playing on the Switch at all. But some people, that's a deal breaker. 30 frames is a deal breaker for a lot of people. Yeah, which, like I said, I don't quite understand because if you're just looking at it actively... And like I said, unless you're doing something like you did in your case, you're not going to be able to tell the difference. Right. Like we played 2K for years on Xbox, 60 frames per second. We switched to to, to the Switch and it only runs 30. And I honestly can't tell the difference. Now, if we'd play it back to back, like we said, probably, but it's not that much of an issue, especially with a game like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically for our builds, though, not really. I mean, I know you make a shooter build once a year. But I guess technically, unless you're shooting the ball, because like me, I'm just a rebounding, you know, defender. Yeah. Basically, so you know, defense is my only thing. So I, I can occasionally dunk the ball if I'm wide open, or you know, just pretty much defense. So like I said, a build like mine, you're gonna, you're not gonna be able to tell the difference no. between sixty. You know, well, shoot even from thirty to one hundred and twenty frames per second, you're probably not gonna be able to tell, that, <laughs> tell a difference. <laughs> no, there's not a whole lot going on that needs really timing or anything. Like I said, as far as that goes, if you're shooting all the time, then yeah, you're probably going to tell a big difference in between it. But yeah, like but I said most. Of, I mean, I, I've shot, I've made a shooter on the Switch before, and as yeah. long as I'm hardwired, you know, it relies more on internet than it does frames. Yeah, like I said, most of the time it's just me rebounding the ball and you're cherry picking down the court, anyways. Yeah. All right, moving on. Nintendo's record-breaking quarter. I got free range real quick. Hold on, let me get out for here. Or I didn't see that one. You didn't see that one. <laughs> Hold on. So it was from last week. If that helps. It should, but... For whatever reason, it deleted. Oh, well, I'll cover it. You're, I got your back. I'll, I'll throw my comment whenever I uh, get my turn again. Okay. All right. It says the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom has shipped more than 18.5 million copies since its May 12th launch, selling 15.7 million to consumers in its first eight weeks of release. Nintendo announced this week, Nintendo posted an operating profit of 185.4 billion yen, which is 1.3 billion U.S. dollars, nearly double that a year ago. 
thanks largely to the strong game sales and one big movie. The company says it also tripled its revenue from mobile and intellectual property licenses to 31.8 billion yen, which is 223 million U.S. dollars, which it credited to April launch of the Super Mario Bros. movie. Nintendo's Switch hardware sales were slightly up from spring 2022 from 3.4 million to 3.9 million devices, but the company is forecasting console console sales that I can't read sales slow down as the Switch winds through its seventh year and an unannounced successor console looms as soon as late 2024. So they had a really good, really good quarter, especially compare if you compare it to a year ago this time. And I mean, Switch sales are still going up. Lane, they predict that they're going to go down, which is kind of obvious i mean there's only so many people to sell a switch to and there's already over 120 some million sold so that kind of comes with it in between all the different variations there is now but yeah uh i mean i expected that quarter to go way up with for one the movie releasing that helped out tremendously which i finally got to watch it it finally came to peacock i did it uh yeah it's on peacock now I didn't know it was on Which there. Which I figured yet. it would. I knew, I knew it would be eventually, but I didn't know if it was on there yet. August 3rd is when it came out to it. Oh. I finally just sat down and watched it last weekend. Uh, Pretty good. But of course, from April to April to June, you had uh, obviously the Mario movie, then you had Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Coming out. <laughs> With those two later, together, added to, that equals a lot of money. Yeah. So that's, you know, two major ones right now, right there, then right there at the end of, well, no, it was in July is when Pikmin came out, so it'll be a whole different quarter. Yeah. But. I mean, if you count so, this whole year, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm calmly counting the record-breaking quarter. Which yeah. I doubt, I doubt they'll have anything close to that until they put out a new console. Right. Or. They come out with either a sequel to a movie or another big, I don't know, Mario game come out in, what is it, September? October. That's when Wonder comes out? October. So in October, being a Mario game, they'll probably have a pretty decent quarter on the, the last quarter. That would be be this quarter we're actively on because it'd be July to October. Yeah. Yeah. So Mar- this March coming out is going to be the only chance of it passing up, which is, I don't think it's going to pass up, but that'd be the only chance they come close to this year, breaking quarter-wise. Unless we, I mean, I doubt it, but unless we get a shadow drop on Metroid 4, Prime 4, but even then, that's doubtful. So No, because, I mean, yeah, they got a huge player base, but they don't got anything compared to a Mario or a no. Zelda player base. Unless they shadow drop Wind Waker and Twilight Princess for the Switch, which is very doubtful too. Because they'll probably save that for next year. Yeah. Since Even though I somehow lost that topic, I still managed to throw it in there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll move on. Uh, Game Boy and Nintendo 64, August 2023 game updates. 
All right, so it's the trokey, the Trokemon, the Pokemon trading card game uh, is available now as part of the Game Boy Nintendo Switch Online Library, and Pokemon Stadium Two is available for players with the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pass membership as part of the Nintendo Sixty Four Library. Uh, it's you know, it's just uh, read. Yeah, trying to get the words out of my head here. Uh, for one, I didn't know Pokemon Trading Card Game existed. You didn't? I had no idea. No, I didn't. I was like, "Holy world! What is the? What is that going on here?" I mean, I knew Pokemon. We are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance Wars and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving along with campaigns, Blitz, and Arena. There's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible where you go head-to-head -head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their six-year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff just for signing up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We have received a unique promo code for every new user. Please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring today's episode. Stadium existed because obviously that's where they based the two the maps for Smash Brothers. Right. But the trading card game, which I knew about the actual trading cards. Right. But, but the, you know, a trading card game about I, trading card game. Yeah. That's what threw me off, which I mean, that interests me to a, like a point. I'll play them for a bit and then I'll just stop like the dual links for the Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm -hmm. Like I've done that for a while. Like occasionally I'll hop back on there. I'll delete it. Then I'll download it again a few years down the road because I think it's been out for about eight years at this point. Yeah, I've played it off and on before. More off than on, but... But, yeah, uh, yeah the so Pokemon the trading card thing. game, this is the Game Boy version, but they actually have, like, an Android, an iPhone, and I think even an actual Switch version. So you can download yeah, it on your I phone and play. Yeah, it came out a couple months ago. Yeah. But I've never played the, the Game Boy back. version. I didn't know, like, I didn't know there was a Game Boy version, but I've heard of the Pokemon trading card game on your phone. Yeah, but I yeah. knew about that part. But I, I could have worded that better, like how you word it. Yeah, I didn't know the Game Boy version existed. But uh, yeah, Pokemon Stadium Two. I mean, like you said, we we know about it because of Super Smash Brothers, but. Uh, I've never played it, but I know I've heard a lot of people online say that it's a really good game and it's a very loved Pokemon game. Like most of them are. So you guys can go check out those two games that are now on Nintendo Switch Online and if you have the expansion pass. 
I don't know. The one I had when we still had the expansion pass, the one I thought was kind of weird was the Pokemon Snap, where you would go through and just take pictures of Pokemon while you was going on whatever little adventure it was. That was a really popular game for some reason back in the day, and they made a second one for the Switch a year or two ago, and it went really well. Like It sold pretty decent for what it is. I don't know why people like taking pictures of stuff, but they do. Oh, uh, I guess I guess Niantic's are down to try about anything now because they even got a Pokemon sleep app. Yeah. It judges your sleep, and then I guess you get certain Pokemon by how you slept. Uh, I don't know. That makes no sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like, that makes no sense. I hear Niantic, you need to know how I'm sleeping. You don't need to know how I'm sleeping. You need to find something to make a better game. Instead of just pretty much skinning and updating graphics and adding in a couple new Pokemon. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Red Dead Redemption port has been announced. Uh, Yeah, it's announced for 2024. Uh, since 2021, fans have been asking for a remaster. But I think this will play out like the... GTA Trilogy Trilogy Definitive Edition since it was all buggy and everything whenever they decided to port those three over all in the, you know, obviously it was one game, but it was what? Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're getting free games for the thing, but Red Dead Redemption is a whole lot bigger game than those three games combined. Yeah. Because it's more, obviously it's a Rockstar game, so it's going to be more open world based, anyways. But uh, I think they would have done better to do a remake or a remaster opposed to porting it. Yeah, in my opinion. But no, I guess the fans are getting something from it. Never played a Red Dead. I've always wanted to play it. I've had I ample opportunity to download on the Xbox or whatever. I just never have felt like it. Like I know the ending to it and everything, but. What gamer doesn't? Right. <laughs> yeah, so it says uh, Take-Two Interactive and Rockstar Games announced that Red Dead Redemption and zombie add-on Undead Nightmare is being ported to Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4. And while that may have been cause for celebration for many in the fan base, others took issue with its $50 price point, especially considering it's missing multiplayer and a PC release. Plus, it's already playable on Xbox Series X in 4K, and thanks to Xbox Series X slash S, backwards compatibility has been accessible on Microsoft platforms for years. So, uh, yeah, I was, I'm. Everybody online's like, "Where's the PC port? Where's the PC release? You cannot play this game on PC natively without." I've played it on mine through an Xbox 360 emulator. But like just getting it on Steam or any other place, you can't. You just can't. That's not. A, it's not available. So a lot of people thought they uh, kind of messed this up and blew their chance to, for a PC port because you can get Red Dead Two on PC, but not Red Dead One. Nah, it's it's the Ratchet and Clank of its time. <laughs> yeah. You're only running on the Xbox. That's all I'm thinking. Handle it. That's right. Yeah. Like, I mean, they came close. Just take this PlayStation 4 port, make, I mean, 
make the graphics a little bit better and port it over to PC. It doesn't have to be a 4K version. It just needs to be at least 1080p and people will be happy because it is an old game from like what, 2005 or something? Some, somewhere in there. 2007. 2010. 10? Maybe. I was thinking it was. It might be newer than I think. I think there was almost a 10 year gap in between because oh, 19 is when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. I was just throwing a number out there. It might be newer than I think because the original original was Red Dead Revolver, but then Red Dead Redemption and then now Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, May 18th, 2010. 2010, yeah. Okay, it's newer than I thought, but still, either way, it's an older game, so oh, you don't oh, need, oh. like, the graphics aren't going to be that great. Game, what was it? Uh, I said I was off on two. It came out in 18, but Red Dead Revolver came out in 2004. Okay, that's what I was thinking of then, was the original Red Dead Revolver. But, uh... Either way, Red Dead Redemption, it's still an older game. It's 20, I mean, it's 13 years old at this point, so it doesn't need to have the best graphics. Just make it 1080p and bring it to PC. People will be happy. And But, I mean, people complain, companies complain, oh, you shouldn't do emulation, but here's another good reason for emulation. How else are you going to play this on a PC platform without emulation? You can't because they're not doing it. But, yep, and what do you think about the $50 price tag? I mean, for it being a port, that is definitely high. Yeah. I'd say you $30. Know, like I said, yeah, I would, I would say 30 25 in that range, especially since, I mean, shoot back, even Xbox, I think, occasionally has deals on it where it drops below 10 I mean, so, I've seen Red I, Dead 2 for PC like eight dollars recently yeah so I mean, I mean it's just one of those things i mean if you want if you want the game that bad you're going to pay fifty dollars for it but at i don't the end want of it day, that I'm bad. Not to, i don't want it that bad no i'll but emulate like it said, for free yeah on my pc plus like I, said, I already know the ending of it so what's the sense of me playing it yeah for fifty dollars anyways that's rockstar for you Wanting more money. Yep. There's bad as 2K. Which, take two. They're, they're here too. 2K's here too. Yeah. Take, take two and Rockstar. There you go. Alright. Nintendo files multiple patents for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom mechanics. Uh, Yeah, which is... I mean, I see what they're trying to do with it, but the fact... As gaming as a whole, it's kind of a butthole move to do. Uh, but they filed patents for Tears of the Kingdom mechanics, automation. Uh, yeah, okay. Automation is the site I got from, is that focuses on Japanese games like Zelda, has a roundup of 32 patents Nintendo put forth. I don't think I have all 32 here, but they definitely put out 32, and some aren't really that important. Like, they're, like, very mundane stuff. Yeah. But patents on, like, like I said, I, at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to be able to 
do anything in court with some of these patents if a game was to copy it. But some of them are specific to like Link's latest adventure, including uh, Riju's lightning ability, like how you can target or do like an area attack. Spoiler if you haven't played the game at all yet. <laughs> I don't know any of the sage abilities, which I don't guess I'm sure telling the story is just telling you her ability, but she right. shoots lightning. Like Link will shoot an arrow and then oh, yeah. wherever the arrow is, it can either do splash damage if there's like a pile of enemies around or you can do one specific straight attack on the enemy itself and do more damage it's like verbosa's uh, fury except you need an arrow yes and it's uh not technically a charge attack type of situation right i you if i would the main reason why i used reju whenever i was doing my playthrough was mainly in the dash just because she's pretty much a free light source and it don't run out because it just she'll illuminate like with a lightning cloud like a circle thing yeah. and then you can just see her with it and it'll go like up on cliffs or whatever so you can see if you're going to run into stuff when it's dark that's mainly what i used it for but nice. uh the weirder ones are related to the baseline game design and coding that applies to plenty of other like i said video games on the market so it's going to be kind of hard for nintendo to win it in court right. uh one of the patents relates to the physics of the characters riding on top of the moving vehicle and reacting dynamically to it in a realistic manner so instead of like whenever links on a vehicle how he's like actually moving with the thing instead of pretty much being a still yeah. figure on thing like it is in portrayed in other games it's just one of those things like minor details where the character can move while they're doing stuff right because generally like i said some games you can put them in first person you can see your steering wheel turn a little bit type of situation that's just the best logic i have to yeah. use for this type of path. so that's like i said that's one of those things where you'd be like oh, okay so you're saying racing games can't go into first person mode anymore yeah <laughs> see i mean they had, they had all kinds of weird ones like uh the loading screen. I mean, it's not really a spoiler because it's a loading screen. But you know how when the loading screen, if you teleport to somewhere, it takes your location on the map and moves it to another location on the map? Mm -hmm. They patent that. Yeah. I, see, that's just generic stuff. Like, I don't understand why other games can't use that. That's not even something that, that like, it's Zelda related. It's just a map. I mean, I understand if they'd use Hyrule Map, but, you know, it's that's not what they patent. They just patent that specifically, moving locations on a loading screen. Yeah, it's just, like I said, some of the stuff they put out patents on just made absolutely no sense. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you're just going to go to court and lose it. So, therefore, you lose your court fees and everything else right. just to try to get someone to stray away from what you're doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't get. Which I know, I know they mainly lay patents in for people to try to, for copycat games, basically. That's what yeah. the patents are pretty much laid down there. Any video game company will do once it is. But I think that's mainly what they're going for is that way you can't really copycat Tears of the Kingdom down to the extent of what people would try to. Right. But that's at the same time how 
speaking of like Mario games and stuff, just like switch genres for a second. If Mario, if they was to try to patent a Mario game because of the platformer, what every platformer would technically be a quote unquote copycat at that point. Yeah. Even though they do different. It's just, you can't really do that from a wide variety to make a blade and copycat is a whole different thing. And they would win at that point, but that's really the only thing they're going to be able to win in court is if somebody makes a direct copycat, which would be hard to do in the first place. Right. And I mean, yeah, there's copycat Zelda's out there like tunic. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I mean, it's kind of a copycat of Zelda, but it's legal and it, they say it's a really good game. So it's not just a junk indie game that's trying to make it look like Zelda to get a quick buck, but like it's a really good game. So, but Tears of the Kingdom with it being open, we open world. Like that's hard to, that's going to be hard to duplicate. Yeah. Technically one of the topics we're not going to get to today, which we'll cover next week is technically a ripoff of a Zelda game as well. Oh, yeah. But like I said, you guys will have to tune in next week to figure out what it is. Yeah, because we're out of time as is right now. So we uh, appreciate you guys for watching or listening, however. And uh, you can always watch us live on Twitch and YouTube, always in the description. Join our Discord, chat with us, and follow us on Twitch, YouTube. Twitter, TikTok, our merch on Redbubble. Is that it? I think that's it. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. All right. Later, guys. Mm-hmm.